Welcome to Sideline Sleuths, a true crime podcast all about the tragic yet fascinating cases no one can seem to get enough of. I'm Megan. And I'm Jasmine. We're so glad you're listening. If you like being an armchair detective, you'll love being a Sideline Sleuth. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's been riding through the wonky sound issues we've been having during quarantine. We used to record in our school's library, but that hasn't been possible for months and months and months now. So we've been recording at Jasmine's house and it just sounds different than it used to. And some- No, I'm not a good sound engineer. <laughs> hey, no, you just started editing, so there's nothing, it's not you, it's- like, Okay, yeah, you don't know how to put pads on yeah. these walls, guys. We're working on it. It's just, so sometimes there's an echo and like other times it seems kind of quiet. Like we seem quiet compared to just like regular background noise. And we've been getting your feedback about it, so thank you for that, and thank you for sticking with us. The alternative is that we just, like, don't record while schools are closed, and nobody wants to do that. So if you want us to do episodes, you got to hang in there. you got to hang in there with the, the less-than-ideal sound stuff. So let's get into today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about... A murder and a suicide of a married couple, Josh and Amber Hilberling. So in 2011, Josh Hilberling was pushed out of a high-rise window and died. And in 2013, his wife Amber was convicted of his murder. (gasps) Then a few years later, she took her own life. A 2019 Bustle article calls the Hilberling story shocking from beginning to end, and it definitely is. So let's dive right in. Here's what we know about Josh and Amber. Amber was born Amber Fields in Missouri in October of 1991. She married Josh Hilberling when she was pretty young. I haven't seen their actual anniversary date, but it was in 2010, so she was like, 1819 ish. Okay. Josh was born in Oklahoma in May of 1988. He was an Air Force veteran and had just celebrated his 23rd birthday when he died. Amber was a few months shy of her 20th birthday. In June of 2011, Amber pushed Josh out of the window of their high rise apartment. They lived on the 25th floor. <gasps> but he fell 17 stories before hitting the eighth floor parking garage below. Oh my gosh. They had been married for like a year, maybe just under a year at the time that this happened. And Amber was seven months pregnant. Girl, I don't know what's going on. Pregnancy hormones, I don't know. Yeah, there's divorce. steps between there and there. (laughs) Yeah, you said that in one of our other domestic violence episodes. Did I? You were like, do people know about divorce? So, yes. Um, Two months after Josh died, Amber gave birth to their child, a little boy named Levi. In April of 2013, she was convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to 25 years in prison. She was featured in a mini docu series about women who kill. So what that I haven't seen? <laughs> that makes you sound a little I scary. Scour the internet now. That I haven't seen. So let's talk about the day that Josh died, June seventh, two thousand eleven. Police initially received a call from witnesses who reported a suicide at the University Club Tower Apartments. A man they said had fallen from the twenty fifth floor to the eighth floor parking garage. 
but when paramedics and police arrived on the scene, they determined that it was something else. According to Officer Willingham, the Tulsa Police Department spokesperson, police questioned witnesses and people who knew the couple and were able to determine that Josh had been, quote, pushed out of the window, breaking the window and causing his death. It was a heck of a fall, end quote. Yeah, so like... That's pretty vague, but you have to wonder where, like, the neighbor's like, no, I heard her. We're going to tell you what the neighbor's heard, so you're in luck. (laughs) The person who lived in the unit below the Hilberlings said that he, quote, heard a noise in the ceiling that sounded like someone running towards the window. This was followed by a crash of glass, end quote. Local media reported that that neighbor also heard a woman screaming. Oh, my. Another neighbor witness statement said that they heard her yelling, no, 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 before hearing the crash and the glass shattering. Amber reportedly rode the elevator down, ran over to Josh's body, and rolled him over because he had landed on his stomach. Oh my gosh. Court documents say that Amber repeatedly asked paramedics to quote unquote fix Josh, and that she also said that she pushed him and he fell out the window, but not that she pushed him out of the window, if that makes sense. Like she pushed him... And then he fell out the window. Not like, I pushed him out the window. Right, but also if you're looking at somebody who, if you can break the window, that's a certain kind of push. Or a certain kind of window. Okay, oh! This feels like a segue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but later. So, at the scene, Amber also reportedly said that she killed her husband. (gasps) A firefighter said that when he went to the top of University Tower parking garage, he saw the body of Josh Hilberling laying on the concrete, and he testified that he heard his wife Amber crying, saying, quote, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to push him out the window, end quote. Initially, she was charged with second-degree murder, but it was later upgraded to first-degree murder, though her conviction nearly two years later would be for second-degree. So... This, I feel like you keep throwing me curveballs. Like, she's saying she killed him, but she's also, like, alluding that it was an accident? Right. Oh, so, like, she's just taking responsibility for this accident. But, like, but just because you didn't mean to kill somebody doesn't mean you're not responsible for their death. That, oh, you know what? I feel like you've told me this before. I think we just talked about it <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. Adam Emery case where he, like, stabbed that guy yeah, driving. Like... Amber said that the two were in a fight. Not, like, a physical altercation, but they were having an argument. She admitted to screaming at him and calling him a coward before she said that Josh grabbed her by the shoulders and then she used her hands like upwards, lifted her arms upward and shoved him off of her. And when she did that, he stumbled backwards into some candlesticks, hitting the window, breaking it, and then falling 17 stories to his death. Some reports say that Amber told investigators Josh had thrown something at the window earlier in the day and broke it, and that's how he actually managed to fall through it to his death later. The structure was compromised. Already, yeah. Stay away from this window, guys. But still, like, what did you throw at the window? Yeah, this seemed tumultuous all day. You should have taken a break or something. And, like, how broken was it? Was it just, like, cracked a little, or is it, like, open air? This is very confusing. What side? He was found on his stomach? Stomach, yeah. He, yeah. I got a lot of questions. I don't know. Do you, I don't know the aerodynamics of. 
you know what? I say a lot on this show. I'm not a physicist. Yeah, we do say that. <laughs> that needs to be our next shirt. I'm not a physicist, <laughs> but we say, like I understand the laws of the universe, but in this I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not sure how, how you happened. would do that. So, but of course we didn't see any of this. Amber said that they argued because Josh had decided that he didn't want to attend Amber's father's wedding because he wanted to allegedly sell pills instead. Amber, I don't know, that like came out of nowhere. But, I mean, to me in my research, but I don't know how like left field it was to the people who actually knew them. Okay. Because Amber said that Josh was kicked out of the Air Force for drug abuse. And that's why the couple was living in Tulsa to begin with. She said, quote, he started doing drugs and wanting to sell them again, and I was sad and disappointed and angry. That caused the fighting and everything that happened that shouldn't have happened, end quote. So I don't know. Drugs make people crazy. Right. And they can definitely escalate a situation beyond, like, what it would happen normally. Right. But. Yeah, some hard drugs alter your whole brain chemistry, so you get mad really fast. Yeah. But if he's on drugs, but she's the aggressor. Like, she's shoved... Make a fine point, yeah. I don't know. Not adding up exactly? It's, it never really does. So... Good to know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in a police interview room, so those are, like, recorded, you know. So, like, what you're saying in there to yourself, or maybe to a family member who they've allowed to talk to you, is not private. Mm-hmm. So, in a police interview room, Amber can be heard telling her grandmother, quote, I'm a horrible person. Who could do that? push my husband and make him fall, I want to be dead. I want Josh to be here. For the rest of my life, everyone's going to think I'm a murderer, end quote. So that's, again, a recording. She can also be heard in that same recording saying that Josh's parents were right because, quote, they kept saying, if we stayed together, I'm going to kill him, end quote. So the in-laws weren't a fan of Amber. God. This is a lot. Yeah. So, she kills Josh, and apparently his family had been predicting. Right, but it's so weird, because I feel like kill is being applied. It's like, it's just vague enough that you don't know what her intentions were. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, Like, this is going to be the thing that kills me. Or, like, you actually intentionally and maliciously killed me. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, I can't believe I did it. I pushed him, which ultimately caused him to fall out the window which is not really taking responsibility and then yeah uh, you know we don't know what her intentions were right yeah she's She's like saying enough she's a curveball yeah good point so their short marriage was reportedly marred by domestic abuse according to josh's parents their son went to some domestic violence intervention service looking for help just the month before he died they said it was difficult for him to admit that he was a victim of domestic violence. And we've seen that before. Like mm. In October, we did a whole month about domestic violence stories. And I'd like to do that again this year. But in those, we talked about the stigma associated with men being abused and how it's hard for anybody to admit that this is happening to them, but seems particularly difficult. And like, what's the word? Like, it like takes away your masculinity. Come on, language arts. Thank you. Wow, I almost had the word. I was gonna do it. Emasculating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as many as thirty-seven percent of domestic violence victims are men. Mm-hmm. So it's not like super oh, rare. Yeah. yeah. Josh's parents said that the reason he didn't leave Amber is because she was pregnant with their son. Mm-hmm. 
And naturally, according to Amber's lawyers, she was actually the victim of domestic violence and Josh was the aggressor. So just like pointing the finger the other way. Tulsa PD officer Willingham said that the couple had a history of domestic violence and that both parties at some point had sought protective orders against the other. Wow. So if you look at it that way, at different points, they were both the aggressor and the victim. So, you know, it sounds like it was a really healthy situation, one that they should definitely have been bringing a child into. Yeah. Except not at all. So investigators said that as recently as May of 2011, so remember, Josh died in early June. Mm -hmm. So the month before, he had requested a protective order after Amber reportedly hit him in the head with a lamp, resulting in an injury that required 21 stitches. 21 is a lot. Like, this cut on my arm was eight. Like, and that's pretty big. So what was 21? Okay, I feel like that paints a picture that... She's kind of aggressive. She's the... Kind she's of very capable. She's owner. yeah, yeah, for sure. If you can hit somebody in, with a lamp, yeah, and cause them to need some so severe an injury, yeah, or have so severe an injury, that protective order was never granted because neither of them showed up to the scheduled court date. Though, yeah, what? Yeah, so he sought a protective order and then didn't go. But a lot. I don't think that's abnormal. People reconcile. So, but Josh's dad said. That on the day his son died, he was actually trying to leave Amber for good. He hadn't up until that point because of the pregnancy, but something was happening or had happened that pushed him to the edge and he was ready to go. They talked about, remember, the most dangerous time for a victim in a relationship is at the point of separation or after because abuse is about control and losing control over someone or feeling like you're going to lose control can make the violence escalate. So... The afternoon that he died, Josh's dad, Patrick, said that he called him really upset and said he needed a ride. His Mm. bags were packed and he just needed him to come get him. Patrick didn't go. In a letter that he wrote to the judge, he said, quote, he told me that he just couldn't take it anymore. He said he couldn't stop her from using drugs while pregnant and he couldn't watch her anymore. He said that he wanted a divorce and was going to try to get custody of the baby when it was born. He asked me for a ride and said his bags were packed and he was ready to leave for good, end quote. But Patrick told his son that he was at work and couldn't come right then, but he could come later. And obviously that's a decision that he regrets. He said, I would give anything if I had taken off work and gone immediately to pick him up. I would give anything if I had tried harder to prevent their marriage or help him escape the living hell he had endured the last year of his life, end quote. So you lose a child and then there's that like, guilt and stuff with it but Amber's family says the exact opposite while Josh's family alleges that Amber was the abuser and he was the victim during their short marriage her family disputes those claims they say Amber was the one who was being harmed and Josh was the aggressor and the paper trail makes it seem like they were both abusive to each other so neither of them were blameless In an interview Amber did later, she said, quote, that was our relationship. Josh getting in trouble over and over again and me saying, oh no, it's not his fault. That's my fault. I did that, end quote. And Josh's Air Force records mentioned an incident where he threw a plate at her and tried to pop one of her breast implants. (gasps) So it's it's definitely not one-sided. 
Amber said that he used to break her phone all the time so that when he wasn't home, she would have no way of communicating with anyone. But when Amber was asked why she didn't report every abusive incident, she said that it was out of love, that she stayed as long as she could and she loved him and she just wanted him to change or wanted things to be better. And she never intended to kill somebody who she loved so much. She continued to maintain that her husband was abusive towards her and that she only pushed him in like self-defense in a panic when he grabbed her. She said in an interview with Dr. Phil, quote, he reached out and grabbed me and I was pregnant and he didn't care. I pushed him off of me. The window wasn't supposed to happen, end quote. And that seems totally plausible. Like somebody grabs you and you shove them off of you. Like, how do you know that they're going to stumble backwards and if that's what happened and plummet to their death? I don't know. If I'm pregnant and you've hit me before and you're coming at me, I am going to shove you out a window. Amber said that she was a good wife to Josh and she's not a violent person. That She had never even been in a fight in her life. And Josh didn't have to defend himself against her because she wasn't physically abusive towards him. Instead, she said she was the one who was definitely scared. And... I see. It makes sense that they both could have been scared. Yeah. They both could have, you know what I mean? And Amber, I think I say this later, but Amber's 5'5". Okay. And I'm 5'5". And Josh is 6'5". So even if... He's much bigger. He is much bigger. So, like, she can definitely be abusive towards him. Like, that's... But there is definitely... He has an upper hand in terms of, like, physical strength. Just in sheer size. He's just towers over her. Yeah. But she gave him 21 stitches, apparently with a lamp, so she's not a weakling. Oh, good point. Bringing up the evidence. Yeah. (laughs) Investigative consultant. So, like I said earlier, Amber was initially charged with second-degree murder, but it was later changed to first-degree. But... The prosecution would go on to offer her a plea deal. They said if she would plead no contest to second-degree murder, she could spend just five years in prison. Which, like, if she's admitted that she pushed him and yeah. he, that caused his death, that seems like a pretty five years, yeah. fair deal. But she rejected it. When asked about her decision to do so, she said, quote, a person who is not guilty is going to take any risk that is necessary to prove it, end quote. But she's not, like not guilty she said repeatedly that she did it that like she pushed him and he fell out the window i feel like all of all of her the quotes that you read yeah. from her all kind of admit to second degree so yeah if all you're gonna serve is five i mean she's admitted that she pushed him and he fell out the window she's yeah. just it's like a semantics thing she's like i didn't push him out the window yeah, pushed I pushed him and he and fell he out, the window. Fall yeah. out the window. Yeah, but either way, she she did the shove. Like, had she not shoved him, would he have fallen out the window? I don't know. I feel like yeah, innocent people will take their chances, but I also feel like if you yeah. if you really felt as bad as you did, as guilty as you did, that you caused this, I think yeah. you'd probably be like five years is a yeah. is fair. Yeah, but right. her defense argued that the death was clearly accidental, but that didn't matter. It took the jury only three hours to find her guilty after a week-long trial. And she was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Dang. So she could have just got five. The judge gave her credit for 15 months that she had already served in county jail. 
but he also ordered her to pay for Josh's funeral expenses and an additional $10,000 fine. But like we said in the October Perez episode, and people keep mentioning it to me, can't get blood from a turnip really is a quote. Yeah. I didn't just make that up, um, which is good. Um, But like, if she's in jail for the next 25 years, how is she going to get the money to pay this? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Don't they make like a small, well. Like slave wages? Like been able or eligible to be released from jail. Their son Levi would have been 22 years old. Mm -hmm. And lived his entire life without either parent. Dang. But for a second-degree murder conviction, Oklahoma law does not require an intent to kill, which seems pretty second-degree-ish to me, right? Like, that seems Mm -hmm. normal. Instead, it requires the prosecution to prove that the act was imminently dangerous. So, yeah, yeah, that's by by the textbook definition, she committed second-degree murder and she admitted it. But naturally, the defense wanted to appeal that ruling. Her attorneys raised questions about, quote, the appropriateness of the charge, the lack of a second-degree manslaughter as an alternative, Mm -hmm. as well as whether alleged improper evidence, denial of effective counsel, or cumulative error compromised her right to a fair trial, end quote. So what, what all that's about, basically, is that Amber's original attorney was a family friend, and before he tried her case, he had never, ever prosecuted a criminal case before. Oh. But she hired him mm-hmm. and knew that. So it's not like he was appointed to her and he had no idea what he was doing. I see what you're saying. She could have picked somebody else or could have even used a public defender. Right, who might but, be more fit to do the job. Yeah, her parents reportedly urged Amber to fire him, like replace him as her counsel, but she said she just didn't have the heart to do it. Like, he was a friend of her family, and she said the plan wasn't for him to be her attorney. He was just supposed to be there to, like, when she got out of jail, like, do things initially. But then it became really personal for him because he was close to the family, and she just couldn't, I don't know, if it's my life on the line, I will fire you. first until you went into the whole detail of it, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't care. I'm going to fight. I'm risking it all, I thought. Because you're my dad's buddy or my mom's buddy. Like, I don't know. She's risking it all on going for the not pleading to that deal yeah and then just like but i'll take a gamble on my lawyer I don't so know. true i didn't even think about that but there is a reason i think she took the plea deal and i mean samesies after i read that so like i samesies <laughs> i would have not taken it either if this was on the line i'll tell you that in a second so okay that lawyer guy though later ended up being disbarred but oh, not from like incompetence more like misconduct because he apparently accepted over a million dollars in gifts from a really elderly oh. client. Mm. And then he also supplied minors with alcohol in his home and allegedly made unwanted sexual advances towards a 16-year-old girl and, like, kissed her while she slept and oh. stuff. So yeah. so he's not Good a look. lawyer anymore. And even before Amber's case, he had pled guilty to obstructing an officer and having physical control of a vehicle while being intoxicated. So he had just, like, had a lot a lot going on necessarily fully law law abiding yeah for a person who's supposed to help yeah but so they appealed it right and in 2014 the oklahoma state court of criminal appeals unanimously denied her appeal the second degree murder 25 year conviction stood then in october of 2016 so more than five years after josh hilberling died 
another inmate found Amber dead in her jail cell. She was hanging from her bunk bed. And, like, all of this is a mystery, but, like, this is a mystery. Like, it doesn't stop with how did Josh die. Because how did Amber die? Staff attempted to revive her, but she was pronounced dead after 15 minutes. The medical examiner report listed her cause of death as being asphyxia due to hanging and labeled it as a suicide, but the report also said that Amber had meth in her system when she died. She's in jail. She's been in jail for years. And that she had cuts on her wrists and forearms, making them think that was she was suicidal. And the meth in her system is weird, but not like super weird because Oklahoma Department of Corrections records indicate that on two other occasions, Amber tested positive for illegal drugs while she was incarcerated. So. Right. And people get that. Yeah. And And while she was out on bond pending like the trial, so like years before and all that, she failed two drug tests and had her bond revoked. So she has definitely been known to use drugs. Okay. So what's weird about it being a suicide is that The day before Amber was found hanging, she sent a letter to a local news station saying that she wanted to do an interview, and it arrived a few days after her death, which cast some doubt on the ruling that she took her own life. The letter was addressed to the station producer in response to them asking Amber to do an interview. It read, quote, I'm willing to do an interview despite my honest reservations. Please understand the misfortune I've suffered from media interviews that I had agreed to do on the popular premise of helping me. Because I can't let go of the hope that using my own voice in conversations about my own life will be the one and only chance I have to change the circumstances of my reality. End quote. And that doesn't sound like a person, to me anyway, who is going to kill themselves the very next day. Yeah, it sounds like she wanted to kind of clear her name, yeah. clear the air. And like, make an appeal. If she was going to kill herself, it would have been after she did that interview. Yeah, that makes sense. A statement from the station said, quote, Although her death was ruled suicide by what appeared to be hanging, she expressed no despair in the letter she mailed to us. Her words seemed focused and well-written. Obviously, she had a story she wanted to share, end quote. And I think so, too. But Amber's parents think that the letter is further proof that Amber didn't take her own life. Instead, her mom and stepdad speculate that maybe she was murdered, Or that she at least didn't die the way the jail is saying that she did. Yeah, and this one kind of sounds Everett Palmery to me. Because they think that maybe it was like a cover-up. So, in an interview with Dr. Phil, her mom said that the world killed Amber. And that basically, like, all this happening to her is, like, what led... I don't know. But that kind of seems like she killed herself, right? Like, she wouldn't have... Like, what happened to her led her to do this, you know? Right, so it was a reaction to the circumstances. And that she was wrongfully convicted or whatever. But then she goes on to say her child wasn't suicidal. And they think that... Remember, there's drugs in her system? So maybe they needed to cover up that there was contraband coming in and out. Oh. So she maybe died from, like, an overdose? Or she was, like, overdosing or something? Wait. Does that make sense, or am I talking in circles? No, I get what you're saying. I could see it being a cover-up if, like, she was just misbehaving in jail or, like, some, she got into something and there was... But for... for, 
I don't know. I mean, if they're smuggling in contraband and then she's got the said contraband in her system, I feel like that brings more attention to it than if she just was, like, using it. I don't know. Well, like, maybe she knew something. I could see that. And then if if she was using drugs and she overdosed, it was going to come out and she might say where she's getting it from or something. Okay. So My they were... didn't go there, but... I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of underground stuff that goes on in I feel like... Prison. I feel like she probably did kill herself, but it just doesn't make sense with the letter. Yeah. But they're like, maybe they're covering it up. Maybe something else is going on. And then she, they had to stage a suicide or make it look like a suicide. Mm. So could that, I mean, it's possible, I guess, but yeah. I don't know. If it was just the methamphetamine, I guess it would be different, but she's hanging. Yeah. So it's all over the place. It's weird. So a former correctional officer at Tulsa County Jail said that she wasn't surprised when she heard that Amber allegedly killed herself. She said, quote, I think she gave up. Her appeal didn't go through, and I think she gave up. I think she did exactly what she told me she would do, that she would die trying, end quote. And it would, that would make more sense if it was, her appeal wasn't denied in 2014, and she died in 2016. Like, I totally understand how she would feel helpless in that situation and maybe want to die, but I just don't know, the timing of it seems weird. Yeah, either you'd be immediately so forlorn that, I mean, that's all you could see, or you'd have some hope. Yeah, two years after. And one day after she sends the letter saying she wants to do an interview. We're never going to know, though. Yeah. But it looks suicidal. to are, me. like, up and down, too. That's true. Amber was sentenced to 25 years and wouldn't be eligible for parole until she had served 21 years and three months. And at the time of her death, she had only done four of them. So maybe just the looking at the the numbers just got overwhelming. That's what I mean. I feel like being in jail is like such an emotionally I mean, no, we don't know what it's like. So Yeah. Mm, maybe she sent that letter and it just got her thinking about how hard it was yeah. the first time she tried to make an appeal. And like so. what people she said that the media had already like burned her a couple times, so maybe she's like, it's not even worth it. Like Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a real conundrum. Normally, in solved cases, there isn't much of a reason to talk about theories, but this one is different. So, Amber was 5'5", and, like, being that little and that pregnant, her mom thinks there's no way she could have pushed a 6'5", 220-pound man out of a window. So, did Amber intentionally push her husband, Josh Hilberling, out of that window and cause his death, or was it just... A perfect storm like an argument gone wrong was the window already broken so the structure was compromised or did he really just stumble backwards and hit this window and die could this whole thing have just been an accident hmm. well yes and like maybe not amber's fault either what what <laughs> what what so apparently the windows were too thin so what? In September of 2012, before Amber was convicted, she filed a lawsuit against University Club Tower Apartments, alleging that Josh's death was, like, wrongful as a result of negligence on their part because, quote, the lawsuit claims that Josh Hilberling tripped and stumbled into a wall in the living room of the apartment and made contact with a large window. The petition alleges that the window was not made of the type of glass required by the City of Tulsa Building Code, end quote. So this is why I think she didn't take the plea because it would have like oh. put the guilt on her and not them. Wow. Yeah. 
wow, that's how you always say it. In our, yeah. yeah. I okay now I'm with you now so now if I think I might get millions of dollars and I think it like in my brain it like totally looks like an accident why would I say I was guilty if this was on the horizon yeah she was like really confident in her innocence too yeah I mean even if I mean even if it just compromises your ability to get a million dollars like you're not going to go on record saying yeah exact thing that you're suing somebody yeah exactly yeah I hear you that okay I can't say that her yeah, I don't think Lawyer she was necessarily bad. Bad, yeah. Josh Hilberling's estate was also suing the apartments, the Horizon Realty Management, and Budget Glass Cleaning Incorporated for, quote, inadequate glass installation and failing to properly maintain existing window and glass structures, end quote. Wow, so even Josh's family thinks that they were Which is like, responsible. Yeah. Hmm. So there's this guy, and he's like a window analyst. That's the coolest title we were. Who knew that that was a thing? So he wrote like this whole thing about why the windows were not appropriate for that structure. He said that the building was built in 1966 and that the windows in the Hilberling unit were original. According to this report, glass loses strength over time for a couple reasons, and one being weathering. He said that these windows were badly worn and that the walls had had some water damage. So, and okay, this next part is like really industry window specific terminology. So I'm just going to have to read it for you. He said, quote, the glass was an unusual insulated glass unit. It consisted of two layers of glass separated by an airspace. That part is normal, but the edges were actually fused together in a U shape rather than using separate metal or thermoplastic edge spacers that we use today. Each layer of glass was only 0.092 inches thick, which is less than one-eighth of an inch. This thickness is known in the glass industry as single strength and is usually only used for picture frames. Girl, no, you didn't just drop this on me. (laughs) They had picture frame glass in a high-rise building. With at least 25 floors? Yeah. So no wonder. You could throw... You know how many times I, I just bump into my wall and break a picture frame this is the work this is terrible and this woman went to jail over some picture frame like i could shove somebody who's a foot taller than me just a little bit and break a picture frame right i don't know why but i was i was like let's experiment (laughs) (laughs) either way i for science we might how did i mean i guess it was yeah for science (laughs) i don't did I feel like could the hotel, uh, not the hotel, this apartment complex know this? Like, they had to know this at this point. They had to know this. Like, it's not the 60s anymore. But according to window analyst guy, they're too thin and weak to be used as windows. Well, duh. The space between the glass was also really thin, only 3 sixteenths of an inch, and that these windows were considered non-safety glass. But had they been laminated or tempered glass, Josh would not have been able to penetrate them. End quote. So, like, a couple years ago, we had a glass broken at our school. Do you remember this? It was, like, the... Not that y'all know this, but, like, the EJ Hall doors back okay. there. Someone, like, threw a rock at it. Okay. And it shattered, but it didn't break. It was, like, that weird ripply mm-hmm. thing underneath it. But, like, you could touch the window and not get cut because it was, like, inside. Okay. That's what these windows should have been. Um, but instead, it was a picture frame window. So Okay. Can you imagine? Like, I wouldn't want picture frame glass on my windows in my one story ranch style home. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Right. Not, but I would not feel safe at all being in a high rise window. 
Like, the wind could knock your windows out. I don't know how everybody wasn't, like, hypersensitive about how, how they could hear everything through the window, how cold it was in the window. But it but, seems like Josh's parents are putting at least some of the blame yeah. on them. So how is everybody just comfortable with Amber going to jail for 25 years when... It wouldn't have happened had the... Okay, he wouldn't have fallen out the window had Andrew not shoved him, but he wouldn't have fallen out the window had the windows been the correct kind of window. Right. So this... How's everybody cool with her serving yeah. 25 years when it's not certain she's 100% responsible? Yeah, it just seems like it's not all Amber's fault. Like, she might have shoved him intentionally, but to receive the sentence that she did is not yeah. fair considering Josh's parents were trying to sue those entities too. So if Amber's really to blame, then why are you doing that? If they're also somewhat responsible. Like, knowing this, I think she should have got manslaughter instead. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how the other kids I don't, turned out. Yeah, I don't know. But. And I don't know what the Oklahoma law says about manslaughter. I just yeah. feel like 25 years is a lot when she's not totally responsible because the building was negligent, too. Normally, this is the part where we would tell you to call the investigating agency if you have any information, but these are not open cases. But if you would like to know more about Josh and Amber's story, you can because it's been featured in like a whole lot of places. So if you're interested, there's definitely plenty out there about it. And because I'm a librarian, I have to tell you that there is a book called Pushed, State of Oklahoma versus Amber Hilberling, the inside story of the murder case that riveted the Bible Belt. And I haven't read it, but it is in my Amazon shopping cart right now. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Sideline Sleuths. If you have any comments or questions, or just feedback about the show in general, you can find us online at facebook.com slash sidelinesleuths. And if you haven't already had the chance, please rate and review the show on iTunes, Facebook, or any streaming platforms available.